0: The following files have been classified top secret by order of the Administrator. General Notice 001 Alpha. In order to prevent knowledge of SCP 001 from being leaked, several. No false SCP-001 files have been created alongside the true files. All files concerning the nature of SCP-001, including the decoy, decoys, are protected by a mimetic kill agent designed to immediately cause cardiac arrest in any non-authorized personnel attempting to access the file. Revealing the true nature, natures of SCP-001 to the general public is cause for execution, except as required under redacted. Warning. Any non-authorized personnel accessing this file will be immediately terminated through Verriman-Langford memetic kill agent. Scrolling down without proper memetic inoculation will result in immediate cardiac arrest followed by death. You have been warned. Memetic kill agent activated. Continued life signs confirmed. Removing safety interlocks. Welcome, authorized personnel. Please select your desired file. Item number, SCP-001. Object class, data expunged. Special Containment Procedures, data expunged. Description, data expunged.
1: You stare at the screen. Nothing, there's nothing. You scratch your thinning hair and click on different fragments of text and bits of source code. You squint your eyes and will the words to rearrange themselves. The results are the same with every attempt. The confidence you girded yourself with is broken. Your daring edifice crumbles. Nothing, there's nothing here. You take deep breaths. Not intentional, you aren't self-aware enough to calm down. It feels like death is creeping up on you. Career death. Physical death. Death of everything left to you. So much for investigating workplace rumors. So much for one final indulgence before your life finishes its collapse. Something twinges in the back of your brain. A remnant of the strange image you passed over moments ago. A remnant of the wall built around nothing at all. Deep breaths. Emmett Petrosky. You turn, office chair groaning as you do. Two people wait at the entrance of your cubicle, both in gray fatigues, both armed. One, a towering bald man with a slight smile. It's surely at your expense. The other, a shorter woman with mud-colored hair and watery eyes. I'm Emmett. Sergeant Grower, site security, says the man. He gestures to the badge pinned to his uniform. Special Agent Morgan, internal security, says the woman. She has no badge. Come with
2: us, please.
1: Your heart thunders at her tone, and mucus drips down your throat. Deeper breaths. You had a plan for this. The magic words for every situation you've ever encountered in your long years at the Foundation. You, uh, you've gotta talk to my supervisor.
2: This doesn't need to be a scene,
1: says Agent Morgan. She sounds ready to drag you down the hall by your
2: feet. Please come with us, Mr. Petrosky. Deep breaths, deep breaths. Avoid the
1: stares of your coworkers as you pass by their tiny caves. Don't make things worse for yourself. You follow the pair of officers down the hallways of Site 02. People stare out here too. Everyone can tell you're not important enough to deserve an escort. Not for any good reason. The site's main hallways form wide arteries, each splitting into narrow capillaries that wind deep into every crevice. You're led to a steel door set in a cinder block wall. Grower punches a code into it, one firm jab at a time. Your throat hurts as you watch it. Your lungs hurt. You feel like your body is strangling itself.
2: This doesn't need to be a scene,
1: repeats Morgan. You're not religious, but you pray it doesn't become one. Deepest breaths. The room is tiny and sparse. A flickering light in the tiled ceiling. A stainless drain in the tiled floor. A narrow chair bolted down. You sit and can feel the chill seeping through your suit. Your career must outstrip theirs by at least a decade. But you still feel like a child in detention when you look up.
2: Full name, date of birth, and foundation ID number.
1: Asks Morgan while Grauer taps on a small tablet. Emmett Petroski, February 9, 1981. And, oh. 542313. I think. My badge is up on my desk. Current position. Intel
2: analyst. Then you're aware that you were attempting to access classified information.
1: I was just following up on a rumor. You gulp, but the mucus feels like it's crawling higher and higher in your throat. I was about to contact Reza when you showed up. There's some kind of security gap on that entry. I see. Morgan and Grauer look at each other meaningfully. You can't hope to tell what is exchanged in that silence. We'll be back. You swallow as the two leave, again, as the door slams shut, again, as the silence sets in. Your throat hurts. Your body adjusts to the cold, but you shiver all the same. The chair was designed for discomfort. While slouching, its low back drives into your shoulder blades. Sitting straight, it slopes forward ever so slightly. Leaning to one side, its narrow seat offers no support. You fidget, turn, and fidget more. Time oozes by. There's no clock in the room. You haven't worn a watch in years, and your phone is out of power. Time drips as slowly as the pipe somewhere above you. It crawls as slowly the distant droning siren. You swallow again and again, but the lump doesn't leave your throat. Swallow hard. Minutes pass. Hours pass. Surely, it's been hours. You give up on the chair and lean against a cold wall. The dripping above you has become irregular, and the sirens have stopped. Heavy footsteps sound out in the hall, first going to the right, then the left. You rub the rash that's been spreading down your arm all week. Time passes. You can't say how much. The pipe drips. The sirens drone. Footsteps thud back and forth. Drip. Drone. Thud. You swallow hard and breathe harder. You sink down the wall to sit on the floor. It's even colder still. After a small eternity, the door opens. Swallow harder. Morgan and Grauer walk in. It looks like they might've changed uniforms, but it's hard to say. It couldn't have been a full day already, could it? Could you sleep?
2: Full name, date of birth, and foundation ID number.
1: Asks Morgan as Grauer taps on a small tablet. Emmett Petroski, February 9th, 1981. 542313.
2: Current position. Intelligence analyst. Then you're aware that you were attempting to access classified information.
1: I told you, I was just investigating.
2: What was the project in question? Asks Morgan. I was. Doing
1: follow up for our 2025 report on securing internal file systems. Sweat beads under your arms. You should know how important that is, right? It's critical.
2: And you decided to pry into deeply classified information. You should know the importance of SCP-001. How else can we be sure it's secure? You say. I see. Says Morgan. She and
1: Grower look at each other meaningfully. We'll be back. The door closes behind them. Time drips. Time oozes. It settles over you like concrete over a secret grave. It drowns you like an uncaring, unrelenting ocean. You swallow mucus. You breathe deeply. You rub at your rash. The pipe drips. Sirens drone. Footsteps fall, you sit on the chair, you lean against the wall, you lay on the floor, you regret the terrible decision to ever follow up on something so ominous. See the Foundation's deepest secrets indeed. Time passes, somehow. Morgan and Grower walk in. Her hair is in a ponytail now, and his stubble looks thicker. It couldn't have been more than a few days, could it?
2: Full name, date of birth, and Foundation ID number.
1: Asks Morgan as Grower taps on his small tablet. Emmett Petrosky, February 9, 1981. 542313.
2: Current position. Intelligence analyst. Then you're aware that you were attempting to access classified information. I was about to call Rasa, like I said. That's besides the point, says Grower. I can't count how many times you should have called them before you reached this point. Now you get to deal with us.
1: Morgan doesn't look at all pleased about the prospect.
2: Now, let's go over how you bypass security measures.
1: It's very technical. You two wouldn't understand, you say. I see, says Morgan. She and Brower look at each other meaningfully. We'll be back. The door closes behind you. Time drips. Time oozes. It moves so slow it might as well be solid. You swallow mucus. You breathe deeply. You rub at your rash. The pipe drips. Sirens drone. Footsteps fall. You sit on the chair. You lean against the wall. You lay on the floor. You regret the terrible decision to ever follow up on something so ominous secret to health, riches, and immortality indeed. Time passes, somehow. Morgan and Grauer walk in. Her hair is hanging loose now, and his stubble looks thicker. It couldn't have been a week yet, could it?
2: Full name, date of birth, and foundation ID number.
1: Asks Morgan as Grauer taps on a small tablet. Emmett Petrosky February 9, 1981, 542313.
2: One, Current position. Prisoner. Then you're aware that you were attempting to access classified information. You already asked me that.
1: You must have not given a very good
2: answer then, says Grower. Mr. Petrosky, please don't cause any more trouble,
1: says Morgan. She rubs her temples and briefly closes her eyes.
2: This is a very serious offense. We're only here to find out the facts.
1: I didn't do anything wrong, you insist. I see, says Morgan. She and Grower look at each other meaningfully. We'll be back. The door closes behind them. Time drips. Time oozes. It settles over you like concrete over a secret grave. It drowns you like an uncaring, unrelenting ocean. You swallow mucus. You breathe deeply. You rub at your rash. The pipe drips. Sirens drone. Footsteps fall. You sit on the chair. You lean against the wall. You lay on the floor. You regret the terrible decision to ever follow up on something so ominous. Key to the universe is hard indeed. Time passes, laboriously. Morgan and Brower walk in. Her hair is longer, isn't it? His stubble looks grayer, doesn't it? Has it been a month since they threw you in here? Months, even? Could you hope to tell?
2: Full name, date of birth, and foundation ID number.
1: Asks Morgan as Brower taps on a small tablet. Emmett Petrosky, February 9th, 1981. 542313.
2: One, Current position.
1: I don't know anymore.
2: And you're aware that you were attempting to access classified information? I was going to sell it.
1: I see. Says Morgan. She and Grower look at each other, but there's no need. It's just a ritual now. You can't bear to let them walk out that door again, though. You just can't. I only did it once before, you say. I swear. What information, to who, when, and for how much? Make you You know, Marshall, Carter, Dark. I can give you records. I have all the records. Just let me go back to my computer. I'll show you everything. They stare at you, one set of eyes tired, one weeping, both implacable. I was, uh, dealing with Carter herself. I can help you catch her, please. Your breaths are pained. The pair stares. They loom. Time drips. They turn around, and they leave again. Your nose runs. Your chest heaves. Your throat aches. The door opens again. Morgan and Grower walk in. Her hair is longer, isn't it? His stubble looks grayer, doesn't it? Has it been a month since they threw you in here? Months, even? Could you hope to tell?
2: Full name, date of birth, and foundation ID number.
1: Asks Morgan as Grauer taps on a small tablet. Each impact is dull as a fist against flesh. Emmett Petroski, February 9, 1981. 542313.
2: 1, Current position. Trapped,
1: maybe. I don't know anymore.
2: And you're aware that you were attempting to access classified information?
1: I was going to share it.
2: I see. Says Morgan.
1: She and Grauer look at each other, but there's no meaning. It's just a ritual now. You can't bear to let them walk out that door again You just can't. I wanted to share it with everyone on the internet.
2: And to what end? Why share something this important? Everyone's sick of racist
1: shit, you grumble. Losing control of something like this would have proved. They only act like they have everything under control. Like we're the only ones who ever mess up. Brower's stare says that everything is indeed under control. Morgan says you indeed are the only one to make mistakes. Your breaths are pain. Your throat hurts. The pair stares, but you don't think they can see you? Loom. Time drips. They turn around, and they leave again. Your nose runs. Your chest heaves. Your throat aches. The light above leaks. The drain below glows. The door opens again. Morgan and Grower walk in. Her wet eyes have turned milky. His beard has turned white. Has it been a month since they threw you in here? The curdling sensation inside you says no. Not months, but years.
2: Full name, date of birth, and foundation ID number.
1: Asks Morgan as Grauer taps on a small tap. Each impact as dull as a fist against flesh, each as sharp as a gunshot. Emmett Petroski, February 9th, 1981. 542313. 1, Current position. Trapped, maybe.
2: Alone, perhaps. I'm here. And you're aware that you were attempting to access classified information. I was going to use it. I see. Says Morgan. She and
1: Grauer look at each other, but there's no meaning. It's just a ritual now. You can't bear to let them walk out that door again, though. You just can't. Anything would be better. I wanted to play God. I wanted to be God. Okay, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of living like this. What did you plan to do with that power, Mr. Petrosky? Why should I say? You'd never understand. Not either of you. When you don't know what it's like to be trapped behind a desk all day while the world falls apart. I won't justify myself. You're lucky it didn't work. That's all. That's all. Your outrage crashes against the wall that is Morgan and Grower. They don't care. They could not possibly care. Your breaths are pained. Your throat hurts. The pair stares, but you don't think they can see you. They loom. Time drips. They turn around. Time oozes to a near stop. And they leave yet again. Morgan and Grauer are there. They aren't people anymore. Not to you. They're symbols of themselves. They're symbols of symbols. They're both Morgan. They're both Grower. They're both Morgan and Grower. They have become untenable entities.
2: Emmett Petrosky February 9th, 1981. 542313. 1, Says Morgan.
1: Emmett Petrovsky, February 9 1981. 542313. 1, you agree. Information analyst. Says Brown. Information analyst, you repeat. Classified information, they say together. Classified information. You're in the cell. You're facing the pair. They ask you to justify yourself. They demand answers. There's a cold chair under you. There are cold walls around you. The light is lit. The floor is solid. A plastic binder rests on your lap. You could read it. The symbols in front of you demand answers though. Answers first. Every answer. Ring the answers dry. Delve deep for new ones. Answers. Answers. The binder of laminated sheets tugs at an old memory. Standard operating procedures for combating mental constructs through weaponized mindfulness was a slog then. But you don't need to read it in full again. A reminder is enough. You flip through the pages and feel a certain clarity returning to your mind. Your intentionality resurfaces. You bring to bear the might of the foundation's protections. You arm yourself against the haze filling your mind. Push away the illusions. A column of light shines at the center of the dark room. You walk closer, dress shoes clicking against the tiled floor of your former self. The chair is gone. The walls are gone. The chill is gone. You outlive them all. The crumpled bodies of Morgan and Grower lie at the edge of the light. The crumpled bodies of Morgan and Grower lie beyond those. The crumpled bodies of Morgan and Grower stretch into the distance. The tiny square of tiled floor rests on a graveyard of Morgan and Grower. It sails on a sea of Morgan and Grower. It persists atop the singularity named Morgan and Grower. In the light hangs a single fish It dangles from a long strand of spider's web. It doesn't beckon you. You can tell that much. It does not demand touch. It does not compel worship. It simply exists. You've never seen anything more sublime. You take the fishhook and fondly regard its sharpness, the drive with which it expresses its nature. If only you could achieve such a pinnacle. You prick your thumb against it. The drop of blood is perfect in the same way the fishhook is. The hook exists to snare. The blood exists to bleed. If only you had such purpose. Though aimless in comparison, at least you can complete the hook. Slowly, steadily, you push it through your upper leg. It tugs, and the solid a strand of spiderweb pulls you upward, up and up. Away from the cell, away from Morgan and ground, away from everything the day put you through. You hang in wonderful stillness, hook-tugging away at your leg. All around you are others in the same position. They all bleed. They all dangle. They all look elated. You've finally accomplished something important. There are more endings to this story. Find them if you can.
0: SCP reads, and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Share Alike 3.0 and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This video, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Share Alike 3.0. This reading is based off of Fishhook by Pedantique. A link to the story can be found in the show notes. The music used in this production was provided by Gravity Sounds. The art used for this production was created by Camila Sanchez Castro. A link to her website can be found in the show notes. Support for SCP Reads and our production is greatly appreciated. Like, follow, and subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent releases.